and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. This week, we're talking about roll and write games. What makes a game a roll and write? How are they different from quote unquote normal games? Why are there so many? And what really are their strengths and their weaknesses? But first, as always, I thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, and the Gifted Games of Grays Lake, Illinois. And a huge thank you to all of our other patrons as well. A um, couple things that I want to get off off the top here before I ridicule Fletcher and Kitty. Um, <laughs> we record on Zoom on Monday nights. We're back. It's a new Zoom link, so I, I, was, I had a set up a bunch of things. But uh, for those of you listening, you're still here. So great. And for those of you not listening, why? Why aren't you listening? Go to tabletopgametalk.com slash live on Monday nights, 830 Central Time. Also, you can join our Discord. They're listening, but they're not watching. Oh, that's a good point. You don't see all the antics. and Oh, and there were antics antics today. (laughs) There were a lot of antics today. We'll get into the antics. Um, We also have a Discord. Join us on our Discord. There's a link in the notes. So just kind of scroll down, click on that, join us in Discord. More importantly, and this is um, the first, is it 2022? Is it, That's the year it is, right? And we're, yes. it's already more All year. I don't think I've given away anything this year yet, right? We haven't had a contest in 2022. Uh, I don't think so. I Everyone's suppose. shaking we their head. Not. Yeah. All right. So this one is going to be a little bit more involved than our previous ones uh you need to create a bga who's your favorite host and why (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) if it's kitty or or fletcher then it only needs to be about 15 words but if it's me it has to be 500 words or more um but no that's not it actually uh create a board game arena account just a free one's fine and join our azul tournament that's going to start on the 23rd you do not have to win it is not a contest. Uh, everyone who's part of the tournament is going to be entered in a drawing. Right now, the tournament limit is set to 32, I believe. I don't know if we can increase that. I don't think we can. So the first 32 people who join the tournament are going to have a 1 in 32 chance of winning something and likely a 4 in 32 chance of winning something because I'll probably give Azul away four times or something like that. I actually don't know what I'm going to be giving away, uh, but it'll be something. So join our join our board game arena tournament. It'll be fun. It is pretty lax and we're going to talk about board game arena and Roland writes a lot. So we'll, you'll get a better feel for that. If you have any questions on any of this, don't bug me. Um, <laughs> I have people for this now. <laughs> Getty 19 on discord and on board game arena. He is handling all of the organization. And for that, I am immensely grateful if you need to be, you need to be part of the tabletop game talk group. So when you have your board game arena account, um, ping Getty 19 and he can get you all invited to that. We're hoping to max it out. And again, we're going to be a two week. So 323 is when it's going to start and it's Azul. So once you create an account, play a couple of games online and you'll have mastered it. Um, not really. Azul is kind of a tricky, there's a skill cap to Azul. It's not just minutes luck, to like, learn a lifetime to master. Yeah, maybe not a lifetime, but, you know, a couple of games anyway. Isn't that the tagline from something? It is. It's uh, Othello. Thank you. Which is a fantastic game. So John says it's really fun. Um, and actually, no, John's, John says Space Base is really fun. And honestly, Space Base is really fun. So, uh, yeah, I, apparently I just won Space Base on Board Game Arena. Yes, uh, I really like Space Base. Board Game Arena is bad for, well, what am I saying? I'm, I was going to say it's bad for my wallet. But 
at least when I play the games on Board Game Arena, I am now buying games that I know I like, as opposed to just buying games that I want to try. So I credit Board Game Arena for saving me some money. So anyway, um, Kitty, you're the reason that we had a rerun last week, but you're back now. <laughs> it was actually um, Player 3's fault. That's fair. Blame the kids. He decided to fall asleep at 4 p.m. on top of me <laughs> and then wake up at 7.45 p.m. Um, angry at the world. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids, you know, kids, kids will great. do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, and so I was just going to say, okay, we can just skip the week. But we have such a backlog that I'm like, wait, I have a ton of stuff. That we can throw out there. So it, I, I don't. I'm assuming you guys have not listened to it, but um, I played episode 101, which is the first episode where we started saying on topic, and I kind of explained <laughs> it. Um, but we were talking about Euro games. I'm like, oh, that's a good one because now we're going to talk about Roll and Rice, so it kind of leads in. But we won't do a lot of those, but we may do occasionally, every once in a while, we throw those out there. Now Fletcher, on the other hand, he's the reason we started recording late. I think. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we got a text. I, uh, yeah, go ahead. You tell the yeah. story. So um, I just got in today from a flight and I went to Las Vegas. I went to fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, my flight was supposed to land at six o'clock, but it was delayed for an hour. So it didn't land until seven o'clock. Um, and everyone knows we record 830 because I just said yeah. so. <laughs> um, I think I... Got on the Zoom call at 8.45, and Chris and I, I let them know, and, and Chris said, like, hey, like, it's okay, we usually record, we don't start right at 8.30 anyway, so come whenever you can, join whenever you can. So, uh, got on 8.45, I'm like, ready to go, everything's good, and then we proceed to banter for about another 15 minutes. <laughs> at <so> least. <laughs> about, about rolling rights, and then we had, uh, you know... A false start and, you know, some other issues and none of which were related to me. So maybe it was a little bit my fault, but maybe not. But it's usually my fault. I accept full responsibility. It's it's fair. You were the misstart. But see, you have to join our live audience to know all this, but it is fine. Um, So what have you guys, why did you go to Vegas? I went to Vegas for a birthday party. Not my birthday party. Um, It is uh, actually my... Uh, my wife's friend, Carmen, Carmen's friend, um, was having a birthday and she wanted to have it in Vegas and we're flying out to Vegas. And I, I have, um, companion pass on Southwest. So whenever I fly free, uh, Carmen, whenever you fly, fly, yeah, whenever I fly, she can fly free. So if we have to pay for a ticket, uh, might as well, I might as well go as well. So I went to Las Vegas. Nice. For a birthday party anyway. Yeah. I just figured. Yeah, I just figured you were trying to feed your compulsive gambling problem, but um, sure. <laughs> I, didn't, I, mean. I actually, I did not spend any money on gambling this time. <laughs> and I usually don't anyway. I think last time I was there, I spent like maybe 150 bucks. But this yeah. time I didn't even spend a penny. Honestly, Vegas is more fun when you don't gamble. At least for me. There's Carmen just so had, much to do. Carmen had not gambled really much in the past um so she did gamble this time um she lost about 250 dollars, and she was like i don't like this anymore (laughs) the table minimums where we were saying were 25 dollars if you wanted if you want to go to a table game so like blackjack roulette they're all 25 dollar minimums so that drains your money real quick yeah Uh free months she was actually up on blackjack for a bit but you know 
then she was back down. That's how they get you. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And then she was like, I don't think I like gambling anymore. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of there with you. Yeah. Fremont Street is the place to gamble if you're going to gamble. They have $2 blackjack tables on Fremont Street. Plus, it's just like a half mile long block party. It's quite fun. Um, Kitty, anything in, in your world besides six kids? Six. This is six or sick. Either one of those. Trying to think if there are six children in my life. The sick child is mostly, um, I mean, we are, um, selling our house. That's a big one. So, um, it has been chaos here. It has been a lot of, um, hiding our things. So we pretend that people live here without stuff. Apparently that's what sells houses. (laughs) I think you Um, skipped over the important part. You actually closed on a new house in the last two weeks. Oh, I forgot because it's been so long now for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we bought a house. We we bought a crazy new house. Um, we're moving even further away than Chris is. Um, You're actually moving to Wisconsin. Just I'm actually not moving just to Wisconsin, not close to Wisconsin, but uh, it is a 15 minute walk to Illinois from this house. <laughs> That's not that far into Wisconsin. Um, but it is very close to where you can buy all sorts of illegal fireworks in Illinois. But um, nice. So, that, so that's a fun fact. Um, yeah. So we, we bought a new house. We're trying to sell this house. And um, yeah, it's um, everything I like about my life is um, packed in boxes and hidden in my garage. So yeah. <laughs> where I'll likely be for the next, because you're also doing some remodeling on the new house. Before Maybe. you move in, right? We're we're trying to. Okay. It's it's a it's a bit complicated, and I don't think anyone actually cares. But <laughs> well, we'll um, see how the recording schedule goes in the near future. We may um, do some creative timing on some things, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I've been I I found Lego Masters Australia, so I've been binge watching Lego Masters Australia, which is quite good. And I finally decided to download Gloomhaven on Steam, and that was a mistake. <laughs> There's it, Gloomhaven on Steam? It's, it, yes. Well, now, now Fletcher's about to make a mistake, I know. too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fletcher, just just get it. Because this might be something that you and I, and actually Kitty... Is it for the Mac? It's Mac and PC. Okay. Yep. And, yeah, it's, and it is, there's no reason to own the actual physical game of Gloomhaven. Like it's a true to the, actually there's one reason if you want to house rule something and there are a lot of like mods you can make, but or, none of them are like full person. on house rules. Yeah. But if you want to house rule something, um, you can't really do that, but there's a number of like common house rules that are just built into it. It's so good. Like it's just, uh, yeah, it's Gloomhaven. It's Gloomhaven and Gloomhaven deserves its number one spot. And you don't have to set up anything. You don't have to manage the monsters. You don't have to do anything. You just oh look at this, God. you know, 3D graphics and play your cards. And y- Can yeah. Can you do online play? Yeah. Yep. That's actually why oh we got God. it. Some friends of ours who live in Boston, um, we're going to do a couple's Gloomhaven nights on Fridays. So we're going to play like a scenario every Friday. And yeah. Yeah. Like I've been playing a solo because I just right. want to get used to the interface. So I've been playing a solo campaign. And you have to still play two characters, obviously, but, uh, and then I played a game with Sydney cause I'm like, okay, you should play a game. And then we started playing. I'm like, we should just continue this campaign. And no, I can't have three campaigns of Gloomhaven going on. There's no other life that would happen at that point. So 
my computer right now probably can't play Gloomhaven because it is a late 2012 iMac. Um, so yeah, my computer is about 10 years old. However, since Apple just announced some new stuff, <laughs> they did last week. Um, and they killed, they seem to have killed the 27 inch iMac, which is my favorite computer. So I will probably just buy a 24 inch iMac because I can't justify dropping nearly four grand on that Mac studio at that with the display. Yeah, it's a nice looking computer though. And it's only two grand if you already have a keyboard and display though. So yeah, but I have, I have a keyboard. I have a really crappy display. I have a really crappy display. I already have a keyboard, (laughs) but it doesn't have the touch ID thing. But just touch ID thing is a $200 keyboard. (laughs) <laughs> just just think about I don't use Touch ID. I use um Apple Watch unlocks it, so I don't have to worry about Touch ID. But uh just think about how much Gloomhaven you could play on this new thing. So I'm just saying. Um it actually runs pretty well on most computers. It didn't run on Sydney's laptop. She has a MacBook Air from about six years ago. It didn't run well yeah, enough my for my computer's ten years old. Yeah. But it's absolutely though. If if you guys if you haven't played Gloomhaven, it's thirty five dollars, which is definitely worth it. But it's thirty five dollars per person who plays. So unless you're hot CD, so if you're playing two people, each of you have to have a copy. But it oftentimes goes on sale for like seventeen dollars. So it's it is a really good way to try out this game and just kind of understand what people are thinking um it's just good so let's talk about some rolling rights uh yeah it's been 14 minutes (laughs) (laughs) now the reason we're talking about rolling rights is mostly board game arena we have been binging rolling right games over the last three or four weeks now and i wanted to do a rolling right episode i've wanted to do one for a really long time but you guys don't play a lot of rolling rights so it was it would be just me talking about the games i've played did you by chance, download the app that I sent you earlier and played on the airplane compulsively on your way back, Fletcher. I did not. Okay. What about you, Kitty? <laughs> I already had that app when you sent it to me, and I am not that big a fan. Okay, perfect. As long as you understand it. So, Ganshan Clever is the app I'm mm-hmm. talking about. The app won best app when it first came out, which was a travesty. It is the worst app, but the game is very good. But the app is terrible, and it's still yeah. terrible. I'm going to download it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad. But Coming once from you, an app developer. Yeah. But once you get past the interface and just the general ugh, bad of the app, the game itself and the game screen itself is actually pretty good. Um, and I've played Ganshan Clever, I don't know, probably 200 times on the app. I've never played it in real life. I've never played it multiplayer. It plays a little different solo than it does multiplayer. And... I, I obviously, I mean, you start out when you think roll and write. If you're not in the hobby, Kitty, what's the first roll and write that you can think of? Am I allowed to talk about this today? You are. Today's the day. Today's it's the day. It's Yahtzee, <laughs> right? And it's it's a literal roll and write. Yeah. And we have to start there. You got to start with Yahtzee. <laughs> you got to start with Yahtzee. Fletcher, you've played Yahtzee. I don't think I've ever played Yahtzee. What? What? <laughs> Who are yeah. you? Well, I didn't grow right, up in the Fletcher's... Midwest, so that's probably why I never played Yahtzee. Fletcher's a replicant, and we all know now. <laughs> all right, noted. Cor- Courtney wants to do a board game arena Yahtzee tournament. Um, Courtney, that's not going to happen, and you'll you'll learn why soon. Um, <laughs> so for those people like Fletcher that have never played Yahtzee, um, Kitty, what's Yahtzee? Um, you have... 
Is it five or six? Five dice. dice. Five, five dice. dice. Um, and they're just normal, plain dice. Um, and you roll them and you get to choose which ones you are going to keep and which ones you're going to re-roll. So, and you are trying to fill in, you have like a, a sheet that you are trying to fill in different categories. You mean write on. You are writing in after <laughs> rolling these dice. So you roll the dice and you're trying to get um, usually, I mean, usually it is, <laughs> you get um, like Poker ones, hands. twos, threes, fours, like every number. So the more of one number you can roll. So that's one way to fill things in. It's poker hands. It's a full house. So if you have two of one, three of another, or um, yeah, or one, two, like a set, one, two, three, four, five, or um, two through six. Yeah, the big uh, and you're ones. You're trying to fill those in. Yeah, the but big ones are. If you get all five the same, it's a Yahtzee. It's Yahtzee, exactly. Yahtzee, and you get five to yell Yahtzee, Yahtzee really loud. Yeah, so I mean, and there's two parts of the the sheet. The top parts are ones, two, three, four, fives, and sixes, and you can have any number of them and score them. They just are. They score for the points. So if you have three ones, you score three points. If you have three sixes, you score eighteen points. And then the rest of the sheet are poker hands. So mm-hmm. pairs, full houses. You know, straights, those types of things. Um, you can only ever score each thing three times. And if you, you're, you're basically are forced to play someplace else if you already have three in there. And I think, mm-hmm. I think that's how the game ends is you can't either you don't get scores if, or it fills up or something like that. There's an end game. I haven't played well, Yahtzee. Well, you can take a zero. Like, so if you yeah. don't get something, you have to take a zero in it, I yeah. believe. So, John is nodding so at I, me. I've, so. <laughs> I've never played Yahtzee. But I have played King of Tokyo, which I've heard described as like basically, you know, it's basically yeah. Yahtzee, except you don't score points, you take a- action. Yeah. So, and the, and that's a great thing to look at for Yahtzee is the Yahtzee mechanic has become its own thing or mechanism mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, but it's become its own thing. And King of Tokyo takes that mechanism and makes it puts a game behind it, like a, a different, like there's no numbers on the King of Tokyo dice or s- symbols and stuff like this. And there's so many games that use this mechanism. Uh, role player is not one of them, but. <laughs> um, but some have so, said that it is a bit like Yahtzee. Yeah. Yeah. Dice Thrones. Uh, John mentions Dice Thrones. That is essentially Yahtzee. If you've played Dice Thrones, the different moves you can make are all different Yahtzee ways of scoring. So. so I will say that while the Yahtzee mechanic that we talk about or mechanism is where you roll the dice, you keep some and you re-roll others. That's what is most often used. That the whole concept of there are boxes you need to fill with these dice, that's not the Yahtzee. That is the roll and write mechanic. That is the basically. roll and write. Yep. And now. that applies to so many games. <laughs> yep. And there's a number, Farkle's another one I used to play, although we just called it mm-hmm. Dice when I was young, but I later learned that the most people call it Farkle, which is ones and fives score you points, and it's a kind of a press-your-luck type of mm-hmm. roll and write. Now, I mean, that's barely a roll and write, because you're not trying to do anything besides get points, but you have to write those points down and lock them in, so it's it's a bit press-your-lucky thing. Um, but one of the things I notice about Yahtzee versus modern roll and writes, and not uh, there are literally hundreds if not thousands of roll and writes so just, that have been published in the last three years alone, that this is not a blanket statement. So it's just general observation for the the ones that I have played. Modern roll and writes tend to have a shared something amongst the group. Where Yahtzee, 
you are rolling the dice. Everyone's watching you take your turn, and then you pass the dice and someone else does their thing. As opposed to Railroad Inc., which is four custom dice and one to two extra dice, depending on your expansion, um, or none at all if you're not using expansion. And everybody is working from the same pool. You're going to roll those dice in without expansion. You're going to roll those dice seven times. Everybody's going to write what they want based. They're going to use all those dice and they're going to come up with drastically different city maps, route maps on, mm-hmm. on their tableau. So Railroad Inc., you're basically drawing railroads and, and roads, and you're trying to connect exits to get the most points you can. Um, Railroad Inc., I think, is an amazing example of a scalable roll and write, where as long as someone can see the dice and you have a grid, you can scale this to 1,000 players, 10,000 players. Um, as many, like, I, you could... I've played it. I did a YouTube video where I was playing Roll and Write or Roll Roll and Write Railroad Inc. And I'm like, anyone can follow along. Just play along with me. Boom, done. Uh, there's no limit to it. And that's what I really love about uh, most modern Roll and Writes is the simultaneous play factor of this. So let's talk about Kitty. You have gotten hooked on Railroad yes, Inc. in the I past have. couple weeks. So when we first played Railroad Inc., it was at Gen Con at um, the hotel bar, I believe. We were all sitting in a line, and it was really hard for me to pick up. And I got really grumpy about it, and I was like, I don't like this game. (laughs) And you and Fletcher both have the app, and you would talk about it sometimes. And I was like, I don't like that game, and I'm not going to play it. (laughs) Um and then we started playing games on Board Game Arena. Um, and if you'd like to join us, you can find us on our Discord. Um, I'm sure the links are in our show notes. Uh, we literally just posted a new game right now. So there's always a game running. Always. And I was trying to be a good host and a good sport. And I was like, oh, well, I'll give it another try. And being online, it is so much easier because I can just move my things around. I can see... If I move this here, if I do this, this, and then, you know, the computer scores it for me and I can just see, look, it's doing the numbers and I don't have to do any math. And it's so much fun and it's so much easier to puzzle it out and to play around with it that I, after playing twice, I want to say on BGA, I went and I got the app and now I have to at least play once a day to see how I do on the daily challenge and usually play that more like three or four times because... You know, you never know when the rolls are going to go your way. You got to get some good dice. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So now I, I'm hooked and it's fun. And anyone who has tried playing it with those out of the box dry erase markers or a pencil, you know, it's just, it's not as easy. It's not the same, especially in a loud and crowded place where <laughs> everyone else has played it multiple times and you're trying to pick it up and it's just, completely different experience (laughs) yeah i love this game like it really is one of my favorite games from the first time i played it i'm like this is amazing you roll the dice six times if you have an expansion or seven times if you don't and no matter how many people you're playing with all of their boards look completely different that's one of the fun things about Mm -hmm. the board game arena implementation is after everyone's taken their turn for a round you can look at everyone's board and see what they've done and even after the very first turn you're like, wait a minute, There's nobody did the same thing. Like, everyone yeah. did something different. And it's it's just oh, so good. Now, Fletcher, you've played a couple times with us, and you haven't played recently. 
Is it because Kitty and I kept pestering you? Uh, no, it's because I failed so miserably the first time. I show my face again. <clears throat> um, part of it is that I did really poorly, and um, the other part of it is I knew I was going to go away for a weekend, and I didn't want to commit myself to a game that I would not be able to actually really participate in. Um, and I also wanted a little bit more time to learn the rules because I was like, oh, I've played railroading before, but then it was actually a different expansion and I totally didn't understand the rules because they had changed. Yeah, and don't worry, every single time we play on BGA, Chris chooses a different new expansion for you to try to wrap your head around. And as soon as you're figuring out one, as soon as you beat him in the lakes, suddenly we're playing <laughs> volcanoes. <laughs> so for the record, I've been doing twice in a row, so the first time people can get used to it. And the last time I even posted, I'm like, okay, here's a screen cap of the rules for those who don't want to look up the rules. Um, it really is an interesting game in that if you don't play any expansions, it's one thing. And if you add in an expansion, which is usually, it's only one or two dice in the, in the red and blue version on BGA, it's always two dice, but, um, it changes things drastically. Those two extra dice completely change how you play your strategy, everything about it. And if you don't understand the expansion, you cannot win. You can't, like, you mm-hmm. can't accidentally do well. So we just switched to meteors, and that'll be the last of the cycle. And then we'll switch back to rivers, and then rivers, lakes, lava, meteors. We'll keep that cycle going. Two of each before we move Can on. We play one. Welcome Two again. I like that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Welcome and Two. Let's so, talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So Fletcher, talk about Welcome Two. What is Welcome Two, and why is I mean, it's not even a roll and write; it's a flip and write. Um, but yeah, elaborate. Um. Welcome to is a game where I guess, like you said, it's a flip and write. And the idea is that you need to fill out these neighborhood blocks uh, that are houses um, with the cards that are presented to you. You have three cards that are face up that you can choose from. And you need to number the house number like the address from 1 to 15. But there's not always 15 houses in these three rows or 15 spaces for houses, and you don't know what numbers are going to be presented to you uh, facing up at any time. So you have to kind of guess. And if you get a 15, like, go ahead and put it at the end. If you get a 1, go ahead and put it at the start. Um, but if you get, you know, a number 8, do you really want to put it in the middle? Or do you want to, like, put it... D- d- and as it fills out, your strategy will change on these three rows. And some of them have pools that give you extra points. Some of them have parks that give you extra points. Um if you can't, if you can't place a house, you get points deducted. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like the mechanic actually quite a bit. And even though I didn't win, I think I came actually kind of in the middle, I think. Um, but I was like, okay. And, and for a little while, I was in, you know, top, top three or top five. You were in the running. Like, okay, I can. I want to do this again. I was in the running. I was in the running for yeah. a little while. Yeah, the interesting, um, and the reason we call it, say it's a flip and write, so that for... Uh, just in case, I mean, I'm using terminology that roll and write, it's obvious you're rolling dice, right? Flip and write, you're essentially shuffling um, a deck of cards, and then you're splitting them into three piles. The back of each card has a particular feature. <laughs> it could be... Our live audience just created a new Welcome to game for you, Fletcher. <laughs> I got an alert on my watch. <laughs> That's how that works. So Fletcher's going to be joining that. So, yeah, so you're shuffling these cards, and the back of the cards will have a particular feature on it. So it could be fences, parks, um, 
business, uh, realty. Like there's a number of different special things. The front of the cards are numbers. And when you're playing physically, what happens is these decks get into split into three piles and you flip one card. So the back of the next card matches the front of the card you just flipped. And that's how you get those combinations of the two. Um, on BGA, it's all, it's all done for you. So it can be a little, um, it's just magical. It's just these two, these three options appear and there's a number and a, and a act, action that just go together. But that's the idea. And there's a ton of different variations of this now. So the sheet that we're playing on is just the basic sheet on Board Game Arena. But there's uh, Welcome to the Moon, Welcome to Vegas, Welcome to just a ton of different things that kind of just shift the the pattern up a little bit, right? Um, I really like Welcome to, not as much as I like Railroad Inc. I don't find the strategies in Welcome to... I always do the same thing, and I can't imagine doing anything different, right? I'm always trying to go for these goal cards, and they give you bonus points when you hit, like, these, you get these blocks, I guess. You're trying to build these blocks. Um, and that's the difference between Welcome 2 and Railroad Inc., is Welcome 2 does have a competitive nature between the participants. The first person to make a particular goal is going to get more points than everyone else who gets that goal. It still scales pretty high, but it's not... Um, it's not something that you could play independently of everyone else because of that one aspect that has some kind of player competitiveness in there. Kitty, what was your th- like? Why aren't we playing Welcome to on BGA besides the game that we just created? Because um, I don't create the games. <laughs> <laughs> I just play. I don't. I don't know how to do things. I just participate. That's so, fair. yeah. I I enjoyed Welcome to. I liked it. Um. I felt like I was finally getting the hang of it when we stopped creating them. Uh, but now I feel like I've gotten a better handle on Railroad Inc. You know, just the more you um, play games, the the more fun it is. So yeah. the better you get at them. And to me, that is fun. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm excited to start playing Welcome To again. Uh, I feel like every time we play, though, like... I'm like, this time, I'll remember that the low numbers never come up, that it seems like there's always too many high numbers, <laughs> not enough low numbers, and I need to skew everything closer to the left, um, and I, I don't, and I lose every time, so. Well, it's like a lot of games that are rolling right. There's a lot of randomness and luck involved. Now, the randomness is mitigated because it's typically everyone's dealing with the same random numbers, uh, but the luck is... Do like, you know, Fletcher put the eight kind of more to the left side than the right side, and then got a lot of big numbers after that. So it worked out for him. Where Kitty's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to put the eight smack dab in the middle and never get a low number. Right. So mm-hmm. it's those types of things where there's some luck there. Railroad Inc. the same thing, right? It's all right. I'm going to leave this open route expecting a particular side to come up. But if it does, awesome. But if it doesn't, uh, it hurts me. Um, Courtney says there are more middle numbers in the deck than there are at the ends. Which yeah, so and I I knew that I I you know I shockingly read the rules, <laughs> so <laughs> but it just seemed like for some reason because the distribution it's supposed to be like a bell curve where you know there's like not very many ones there's not very many fifteens and there's a lot of like six sevens eights that kind of stuff, um, but for some reason every and it, maybe it's just you know confirmation bias I'm seeing. Yes what I'm not getting. So, but it felt like to me, 
every time I'm looking for like twos and threes, I'm seeing like 13s and 14s. And I'm like, they're supposed to have the same odds of coming out, but I have all of my ends with the 13s and 14s and 15s filled up and I have none of my ones, twos and threes, but they might, because it randomly assigns them with the like abilities, it might've just been like, they came up earlier with an ability I didn't want to use because some of them will score you negative points or some of them, it gives you like flexibility to write in the numbers. And when they come up early, they're not as useful as they are towards the end of the game. So yeah. you, you don't want to like pick up. you get them. a fence or something, and you're yeah. like, well, I don't know if I want to build a fence right now because I don't, you know, I haven't fleshed out what's going on. I don't know. I always build fences. Fences are like, because you can just see what you're supposed to have, and you don't have to have houses by where you're putting the fences. So you can just create the areas of the right <laughs> numbers. So I like to do that. I don't like it when the, the biz comes up, and I don't like it, um, the the orange sign that gives you, you can change it by one digit and I don't know what it's called. Real estate, I think realtor or something like that. Uh, but yeah, the whole point you. of it though. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that this is what makes the game so compelling to play over and over is everyone has their own way of thinking about this game. Temp mm-hmm. agency is what Joshua says. Um, and th- that's fantastic. Now I have to ask, um, we're going to talk about Ganja and Clever in a second, but I'm going to talk about Cartographers first because it's another flip and write. Have you guys played Cartographers? Have I made you play it or made you download the app or anything? No. I have not played it, but I have seen it played. Um, right. One of our so, buddies from um, Gamehole Con worked with the company that produced it. Yeah, so it's him some stuff. Yeah, Cartographers is in the same universe as. Um, now you just made me forget it. The game I just talked about, the one that's not like <laughs> Yahtzee, role player. So mm-hmm. it's in it's in the role player universe, and the way it works is it's kind of like Tetris on a grid. So you're going to flip up these cards. You have different goal cards you're trying to achieve, and you're going to flip up these cards, and you have to pick one of these Tetris pieces to draw, and you're going to draw. And sometimes monsters come up. Um, it has some take that player interaction but you can ignore that and just play the solo rules if you don't want to do the take that player interaction stuff uh which allows it to scale you know to infinity if you wanted to you just all play by the the solo rules um this has an app for it as well and i was addicted to this app for weeks i like nonstop, could not stop playing it and then eventually i just like okay i have to move on And, and i just started playing something else but i would highly recommend if you like these flipping rights and they have a great daily challenge and unlike the railroad ink daily challenge where the dice can change each time you play with cartographers they there's a version of the challenge where you always get the same order of cards and you always get the same thing so you can actually play it through note all the cards you're going to get and then try to optimize based on that which sounds like cheating but it becomes this incredibly complex puzzle to try to it's figure not out cheating if everyone has the same opportunity oh, right. to do it and that's yes. the that's the thing you know it feels um more like you're solving a puzzle though than like yes. playing the game. and that's kind of what i got into with the real ink thing was like i didn't enjoy playing it as an actual roll and write i like playing it online as a puzzle where i can move around my pieces and take all the time that i want to make my optimal move and not you know be Josh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cartographers is a good one. Um, like I said, I've, I've played it out. It is one that I am just 
done playing. Uh, but let's talk about Ganshan Clever for a moment. Because this is an app. I've only ever played it in the app. I have never played it multiplayer. I've never played it in real life. Uh, you have six dice. Uh, there's five colored dice, yellow, blue, green, red, and orange, I think. And then a white die, which is wild. And the basic premise of this is each colored die has its own little scoring area. And each one scores a little differently. So the yellow, you're trying to fill in um, rows and columns. The blue, you're basically trying to fill in rows and columns as well. But you can only place each combination once so you can you know two through 12 because the blue side always pairs with a white die um oranges have a thing greens they all have a different thing that allows you to write them in um actually there's purple in there that i missed so when you're playing the game you're trying to you're going to roll six dice and you're going to pick one of those dice to place but all the dice that are less than the number you pick go away the ones that you are equal to or greater than the number you picked, you'll roll them again, and then you'll get to pick from the next set. And you can do that up to three times. Um, there's some plus ones, some other special moves that you can make in there and such. But it is really addicting because you can never maximize everything. You can never you know, get everything, but you always feel like you can get everything. And these chain reactions start to happen, which... You know, well, if I fill in this yellow column, it's going to give me the next blue die. And if I fill in the blue die, all right, then I'm going to get a six in the purple area. So I fill in that. And then you try to build these chain reactions and optimize this. It is completely themeless. Um, it is just rolling six-sided dice. And it's all about that scoring pad. But man, it's a satisfying Yahtzee play. Yahtzee with an extra die. <laughs> it's basically, yeah. Because um, <laughs> you're rolling three dice, you're removing the different ones as you go out. Um, but it is, it's, it's, yes, Joshua has right. It's dopamine hits. And we're going to talk about dopamine hits in my favorite role and write in a minute. But Ganshan Clever has that always like, oh, that chain reaction feel, that stuff you're building into this bigger thing. I placed one die and suddenly I've marked off four different squares. Like that just feels good. Um, so Kitty, you said you have downloaded this app. You have the app. Yeah, I think I got it when we were talking about um, board games as apps for an episode. And you, I'm guessing that you just didn't get it. I just didn't get it. And I didn't, I was doing it as homework and it wasn't <laughs> engaging to me. And I was going to have to go like, because I was hoping the app would have more of a tutorial to teach me what I was supposed to be doing. And it didn't really accomplish that and i don't know if it was the app's fault or mine but i want to blame the app because there's nothing ever wrong with me <laughs> yeah i think i mentioned this i don't know if i mentioned it in while well, we're recording or not but i mentioned it again it won for best app when the year it came out on uh board game geek it absolutely should not have best <laughs> best app game like best game turned into an app maybe but it is one of the worst apps i have ever seen Ever. It's it is terrible to this day it's still terrible. Um yeah, Fletcher Del have to like go look up the rules to learn how to play this game that I had an app oh, for. And I got oh, really rules. grumpy about it. It was really hard to find them and I couldn't it, figure it out. No, and I was like, it's, it's gonna just be easier. <laughs> it's just a scrolling list of text that has no pictures, no it's just it's yeah such a bad app. Such I a feel good like I game. I had to go like watch a uh, watch it played or something to learn how to use this app, and I was like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Fletcher, you're looking work, at the and app. It tricked me into right giving now. them my money. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel about the app? It um, it's not great, honestly. 
and also i went back to the so but i i am gonna okay when was the last time this app was updated uh it was updated last updated about a year ago and all it said was in-app purchases restored so this was not any kind of substantial upgrade and then before that it was also a year ago says fix bugs so yeah it's like this app is obviously not in active development it's basically in uh maintenance mode yeah so Ganshan Clever has two. Ganshan Clever is the German um, title for the American title is that so clever, but mm-hmm. I think most people just call it Ganshan Clever. Although it's been mostly reworded to that so clever um, in the U.S. Then the next one is um, uh, something along the lines is twice as twice clever, as double. Clever. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a, the, basically the same game with a new scoring thing. And then there's Clever Cubed. Um, which Joshua mentions is the most played game in the group. I have not played this. Um, is it played on? Oh, in in his gaming group. Now, <laughs> he says he's running out of scoring sheets. Now, there's apps for all of these. And when you download the Ganshan Clever app, you can download all of them. Each one has come out. And I have not tried any of the other ones. I, th- I have I have Doubly Clever or whatever it is. But um, I just did not like it as much as the original. And I have not tried Clever Cute. But with Joshua's... Uh, Strong speaking of it, I may have to give it a shot and and see how it plays out. I like it. I just the apps, but again, you just get six dice and and print out the score sheet, and you're all good there. Okay, let's talk about. Let's see where are we at in time. All right, uh, fifteen minutes left or so to talk about this last one, and <laughs> we might have enough time. Hadrian's Wall. This is a game. This is this is potentially in my top ten games of all time. It is. Technically a flip and write, but it's mostly a resource management game. And it's an almost an engine. It's not really engine building. It's just straight up resource management. Hadrian's Wall. And, and a lot of people, when someone says Hadrian's Wall, it's like, oh, have you tried Fleet the Dice game? So I heard that enough where I finally went out and bought Fleet the Dice game and I opened it up. And I'm like, yeah, this is for amateurs. Uh, Fleet the Dice game is nothing. <laughs> has nothing on Hadrian's Wall. Uh, it's a complicated roll and write as well, but it, it's... Hadrian's Wall is insane. So the box itself weighs about 10 pounds. And what's inside the box is the equivalent of a deck of cards. Probably not more than 60. I could do the math, but probably not more than 60. And no, 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 definitely more than 60 because there's another deck. So two decks of cards. And then the rest is just full of paper. And it's the newspaper type of paper. So it's like very thin. And it's a newsprint. Yes. It's, I think they're about eight inches by eight inches. And then there's two of them that are side by side. And there are probably, and I'm just going to sway guess this, maybe 200 boxes to check. Maybe more, maybe 300, two to 300 boxes that you can check on this. And if that sounds complicated, when you look at it, you, you essentially just immediately go cross-eyed. But you also have these resource bits. That you're going to, you know, shift back and forth. Um, there's multiple colored meeples that you're going to place all over the place. Um, really, the way this game plays, it's a Euro game in Roland Wright's clothing, as you're constantly trying to maximize how you spend your resources and when you spend your resources. And everything you do gives you this little hit of dopamine where it's like you have, you start out around with, you know, four workers and a rock. And you're like, okay, what can I do with this? And by the end of that round, you filled in, you know, at 
10% of the sheets because you're just constantly, well, if I do this, I get one of these and I fill in this and I go over there. And in the end, this game, uh, this is funny. So you guys, um, our listeners probably have listened to the episode that Josh and I did on the cruise. This was his favorite game on the cruise. And I was hesitant to teach him this game because I'm like, I can't teach you this game where we're going competitively and the amount of thinky in this game I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be the entire cruise and we're going to play one game and maybe not even finish it. <laughs> it's sort of what I expected. And then, so I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. I'm just, we're just going to play a co-op version where we're playing together. And after about three rounds, he's like, okay, I, I get it. And then we just started playing and he's like, my AP doesn't kick in for this game because there's too much stuff to think about. Like, I can't consider all options. So I'm just kind of looking at what's the best thing I can do right now and looking at a March narrower focus. And there's so much stuff to do that he's like, I just ignored these four things that I didn't understand because it didn't matter. I didn't have to use them because I had all this other stuff I could do. And we played this game probably four or five times on the, on the cruise. It is amazing. And I want a digital version of it. I want a BGA version of it. I want to be able to play this game over and over and over and over again. Um, that's Hadrian's Wall. It, it's like, Josh. Joshua says you should check it out. And I'm like, you absolutely, everyone should check this out. It looks complicated. The teach is 45 minutes long if, if nobody in the group knows how to play it. But if someone knows how to play it, you just play it along with everyone. And, and after two or three rounds, Everyone will know how to game plays, and you don't have to teach everything about the game up front because you will not be able to remember it all. <sighs> I love Hadrian's Wall. Anyway, all right, so that's my little love thing. And it only took me four and a half minutes. Kitty, you would like this. I'm looking Good to job. see if there's a Hadrian's Wall on the App Store, and there isn't. Uh, not a no. game, anyway. Hadrian's Wall is a real thing, which I yes. found out while Googling, <laughs> while Googling this. Yeah, it's it's no. it's... So funny because there's like five different civilian tracks. So you could be like theater and religion and um, uh, there's a bunch of them. And then there's the main thing is you're trying to build up your wall because at the end of every round, you're going to get attacked. And you have to have – if you let any of these attackers through, then you get disdain from your population. And then in order to burn off disdain, you have to go and like give them a bath in the bathhouse to make them forgive you. And it's – there's story here. Um, you kind of make up your own story. It's still a roll and write, but there's a lot. There's it's a th- very thematic roll and write. Kitty looks hesitant. Yeah, I don't know. Have you ever played this game? Kitty? I have not. I didn't know that this fell into the roll and write category. I don't think I'd ever really paid much attention to it at all. So yeah, I wasn't playing this game. It looks it looks pretty cool. I would say most people would call this the most complicated roll and write that exists like again it's been compared to fleet the dice game as joshua says it has tech trees no i'm not doing this you can't make um, me i mean <laughs> yes it does but but it's not it's not really i'm getting out my phone tree. now and i'm just going back to working on today's railroad Inc. Daily <laughs> challenge. did we talk about daily challenges in these apps i feel like we mentioned it a couple times but didn't really talk about it i don't know so kitty i just like (laughs) kitty i just sent you a picture of what this looks like for a single player setup and it's it's not gonna you're gonna look at it you're like 
You'd be like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to sneeze and ruin my game. I don't know. Like, no, no, no. It's all rolling. It's all all written down. Yeah, it's all writing. It just, it's like, it still looks like one of those boards where you would like fill it in with a million tiny cubes. And I hate it. The tiny (laughs) cubes you you push back and forth into the center. So there are tiny cubes, but um, I knew it. I knew it. They look like the components. The components are quite nice. Unable to get the computer to show my phone screen, but I'm sure everyone else just Googled this and they're looking at pretty much the same image. And I just looked at it and I knew there were tiny cubes. They are they are bigger than tiny cubes. They're they're quite robust. There's a lot of tall meeples and and some bricks. And that's essentially that's all so there is to it. Pieces. No, it, ah, it's so good. Trust, trust me. You're going to play this with me at some point. I'm going to bring it to your new house, and you're going to be in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and you're just you're going to have to play it. Away. You can't run away. It's, it's not actually in the middle of nowhere. It's in weird it's kind next of to a nowhere. pseudo. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very yeah. nice little town. For anyone who's curious about this game, just Google Hadrian's Wall game and click on the images tab. And you will just see or a bunch of stuff. Or don't add game and learn some fun history, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, if you That's don't true. add game, you will not see the game. Because there's <laughs> Hadrian's Wall apparently is a real thing with a lot of rich history behind it. Um, but the game itself looks... I, I just want people to know. It looks terribly complicated. And when you're learning it, it feels like you're learning some terribly complicated thing. But there's only really three rules that you need to know. And the rest of it just plays off of that. And... This reminds me so much of when you were trying to get me to play Arkham Horror, the card game, um, the LCG. And okay. like, it feels that game's so complicated, much though. like that. <laughs> <laughs> that game is complicated. So, <sighs> All right. Um, now, Fletcher, outside of the roll and rice that we just talked about, these are fairly common things. Have we t- not? Has, have, you, have you played one that we have not talked about? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. So, no. I mean, I guess you've never played Yahtzee, so I, I don't know what I was expecting there. Yeah. <laughs> I played Mad Libs. <laughs> it's kind of a game where you write stuff. Hmm. Um, it's like a yeah. speak and write. <laughs> it's like a speak and write. <laughs> it's, 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 it, yes, okay. Uh, um, that's stretching it. I like I like where you're going, though. That's good. It's thinking outside the... I was the... trying to think of something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty, what about you? If there's, have we not talked about any that you have played? Um, I don't think so. I think we've covered most of the ones I've played. I'm, um, oh no, um, road trip on the road. Yeah. Ro- road trip is that the band one where you're writing the numbers and yeah, trying to? A, I think it's called on the road. Maybe it is on the road or on tour. On tour. On tour. Yes. Yep. Thanks. So Courtney. yeah. <laughs> I was getting there at some point. Um, yeah, I don't know if I ever played it, but I watched a lot of videos on it when we were doing Kickstarter, and I regret not backing it sometimes because it looked fun. There's now an app for that. Um, oh, a lot ahead. of roll and writes will get turned into apps because they're very easy apps to do. They're so fun to solo because it's not really that different from playing with someone else. And especially when they set up these like daily challenges or something like that where it's not just like 
playing the same map over and over again, um, it, it's really fun to just go and puzzle these things out. And as we discussed a few weeks ago, I very much enjoy puzzles. And yeah, this, this is totally up my alley. Um, but on tour was, um, I think really the first roll and write I ever paid attention to because I was just getting into Kickstarter. They were just becoming like huge. That was like back in what, like 2016, 2017? Uh, probably 2017. 2017. I feel like everyone and their brother was making a roll and write game that year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. On tour is an interesting one. So this one is. There's also it's a flip and write um, with dice as well. So you have three different cards that tell you what state or mm-hmm. what region or state you need to um, write a number in, and then you're going to roll dice, and you're going to write the in one state you're going to write the dice in one order, and in another state you're going to write them in the reverse order. So if you mm-hmm. rolled a, a one and a seven because they're ten sided dice, you'll roll seven. You're going to write a seventeen and a seventy one, and you're trying to get from one side of the U.S. to the other with making it the longest route that keeps ascending, essentially. Yeah. So um, you, you want to write them in numerical order. Yeah. So it is very, very clever. It's really, it's a pretty game to look at. Um, it will break your brain. <laughs> and Michael's showing Michael's us on tour right, right now. now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, the app is phenomenal. Like, it really is a very, very good app. Well done. And... Yeah, on tours is fantastic. Now, if you go to BGG and top roll, and here's the problem um, with BGG roll and write is not a mechanic. And so you can't find this. You can't search for roll and writes on Board Game Geek, which doesn't make sense to me. Um, Speaking of breaking brains. Yes. So there's there's a list <laughs> that is like the roll and write family. I just broke Chris's. I, my brain is so broke. Ooh. <laughs> the last time I looked at this, there were 666 roll and writes on this list. And now there's 667. So it is no longer evil. Um, and <laughs> But there's just, like I said, there's so many of them. And I, I would love to say, okay, here are the top blah, blah, blah. But unless you just find someone's list, you don't know. Um, Imperial Settlers Roll and Write, another really, really good app. A lot of Roll and Writes I play are app form. It's, there are, there were some problems when the app first came out as far as like how long it took to progress. But if you like Imperial Settlers, Imperial Settlers Roll and Write is great. Um, just, uh, there are some people out there in this world that don't like Roll and Writes. They don't, they don't see them as quote unquote real games. And my response to that is try a few. Try try Hadrian's Wall. If you think Roland Wrights don't have enough meat on them, just pick up Hadrian's Wall and you'll be like, oh, oh. <laughs> now, if you don't like solo, like multiplayer solitaire games, you're probably not going to like most Roland Wrights. Um, that, and that's fair. If you don't want to just sit around a table and everyone's doing their own thing, Roland Wrights aren't really for that. But anyone who says that's not a game can fight me because that's my favorite kind of game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and I understand why, you know, some people want that interaction. Um, roll and writes tend not to have interactions. And honestly, the weakest ones are the ones that try to force an interaction. Um, there's, oh, I, there's a railroad one where you're actually, it's a roll and write, but you're all working on the same center map. So it's limited. Usually like four players, I think is the most you can play, maybe five. Um, it's a great game. But because it requires more players, you can't really play it 
it's not it's not as interesting. It's not as compelling to just play it, sit down and play it solo. But I don't know. So that's our roll and write episode. That's it. That's all I got. We did it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> all done. Did you uh, rewrite the thing I'm supposed to read? I did. Um, it was a couple weeks ago, but I did. Oh my goodness! But we weren't here, so now we're here. All right. Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. You can be a part of our live record, a part of our live recording Monday nights at eight thirty Central, or join our Discord to talk to us all week long. Both of the links are in our show notes. You can email us at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. If you'd like to be one of these wonderful people, you can find out how by visiting our website, tabletopgametalk.com, and clicking the support us link, or by clicking the link in the show notes. Finally, a huge thank you to our current patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, The Gift of Games, Sahara Wentworth, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayesh, John Williams, David Reich, Sir Selly, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keefe, Joe Pudman, Leanne Verholst, Stephen Judd, Christopher Letgo, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Jason Marks, Christopher Dong, Terrence Milner, Richard Yassi, Tolkien Fan Forever. <laughs> David Radke, Brian Arnold, David Wagoner, Courtney, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan C., Darren McClellan, David Garner, Tony Simpkins, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Slander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, and Sean P. Kelly. And thank you to anyone who's ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us. Um, and, you know, keep playing games and having fun. All right, Katie, you are running out of time. This uh, new instance of Welcome To is getting pretty full, and you have not joined yet. Oh, no. I thought I could wait till the end of the episode. <laughs> Silly me. You're wrong. <laughs>